teacher friends, I want you to gear up for a hilarious episode because in this episode, we are going to unpack some of the things that we have said as teachers and they simply come out wrong. Like the words that we use are like, oh, that is not what I meant or oh my, that is not what I had hoped to say or like, you know what? The way that was received was not the way that I needed you to receive it. The reality is as teachers, we talk a lot and sometimes that means our words can get twisted. Sometimes it means we end up saying something that feels a little edgy or hell. Sometimes what we end up saying does seem very inappropriate, even though our hearts or our heads are in the right place. So here's the thing. If you have ever made a teacher mistake and you felt horrified about it, you're not alone. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a call from a teacher. A teacher called in to the teacher hotline talk line and left a voicemail. And when I heard this voicemail, I was like, oh my gosh, we are definitely playing that in an upcoming episode because it's relatable, it's real, it's raw, and it's really, really funny but probably wasn't funny in the moment. So if you need a few teacher laughs, you are in the right place. Let's get rolling. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. We are going to get right into this voicemail, but before we do so, I want to give you a very fair warning. There is some explicit words in this voicemail. This is marked as an explicit episode because there is going to be some cussing. So if you happen to be listening to this with your family, with children, with students, or something like that, I am going to say pause. I'm going to say wait um, because this story is coming from a friend of mine, an actual personal friend of mine called in to the teacher hotline talk line and left a voicemail. And I'm so glad he did. He is an amazing retired teacher and he has the best stories that you have ever heard. I would have loved to be a student in his PE class back in the day, but we're going to get into this voicemail, a true story from my good friend, Percy Hill. Hi, Monica. This is Percy Hill speaking, and I, I, I understand this might be the true story hotline. So I have a true story for you um, I'd like to share. When I was a uh, physical education teacher in a little small uh, rural Andover, 
New Hampshire town. Student population K through eight of about 250 kids. Um, I was teaching some seventh and eighth graders how to play a really special game that I kind of sort of created. It was a combination between soccer and basketball. And I explained to them that the best strategy for them to use would be when the ball is in the air to catch the ball. Then they have lots of options of different ways to play the game, much like basketball and soccer combined. And every time the ball was in the air, the kids just automatically brought the ball to the ground and started playing soccer. So I'm standing there yelling <clears throat> to them to catch the ball, catch it, catch it. And finally, I discovered and realized what I was actually saying. I was telling them to catch the ball, but I was saying, catch it. And I started laughing to myself and smiling and yelling to the kids when the ball was in the air, yelling, catch it, catch it. And then finally the kids... Many of them said, Mr. Hill, why, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing so much? I said, well, it's just something really struck me funny here. I said, so when the ball's in the air again, catch it. Thank you for letting me share. Enjoy your day, Mark, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. Were you dying laughing when you heard that? Because I had tears rolling down my face when I listened to that voicemail because I can totally picture this happening and it was truly so innocent right never in a million years when I have said catch it catch it which is not something I say often right not not in a classroom sense but maybe in a coaching sense but never in a million years would I have thought that the term catch it and catch it would get confused now, if you are an elementary teacher, it is very likely that you could have gotten away with this, right? In an elementary setting, if you were saying, catch it, catch it, they're not going to turn that into something naughty. At a middle school le level, yeah, gloves are off. That's hilarious. And they're going to literally start repeating it. They're going to start repeating catch shit because you're saying it. And it's going to be like, well, you said it. Well, you said it. And then they're going to go tell other teachers that you were yelling catch shit. And then they're going to tell their parents. And it's going to be turned into like this whole big thing, right? If you teach high school, they're going to like, you know, throw a few jabs at you. They're going to laugh at you for a second. They might chuckle. And that's going to be the end of it. But regardless, this is such relatable content. We as teachers are trying to make things fun. God love Percy. He created this game. It's a game that, a game that he created and he's trying to explain the rules and he's accidentally yelling, catch it. But I bet it was a really fun game. Now, if I was Percy... What I would do, because Percy goes and, and he um, supports school. He does some consulting. If I was Percy, what I would do is I would explain that game. But I would I would just call it cat shit moving forward. The, the name of the game, you said it was like a hybrid between like basketball and soccer. So maybe it was like Soxcaball or something. I would definitely start calling the game cat shit. That's what I would do. Market that. Market that as a brand new PE game. Now... Some of you were probably laughing in that moment because you're like, oh my God, I can totally relate. And something popped into your head where you misspoke or the words that you said got twisted and it felt like, oh gosh, oh man, I got all the kids staring at me. That's absolutely happened to me before. And interestingly, it was with the same word, shit, okay? 
Um, I was a newer teacher, so I was still in my like early 20s. And I remember having a lab guide, like a lab handout. And I was getting ready to distribute those to my classroom. And I remember saying, will you pass the worksheets down? I called it a worksheet. It was a lab handout. It was a piece of paper that had directions for the highly engaging scientific opportunity that I had created for kids. And I said out loud in front of 28 seventh graders, can you please pass the worksheets down? I know that some of you can imagine the chaos that ensued after that. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. You can't even recover from that. You can't You can't be like, I didn't say shit. You just, you, you thought that I said shit, but I said worksheets. There was no recovering from it. I definitely called them worksheets on accident. And I want to give absolute kudos to the kid who looked at me and he said, Miss Jenta, it's okay. Because in most other classes, when teachers are handing out papers, they really are worksheets. But in your class, they're not that bad. I'm going to take that compliment. Thank you so much. Like, essentially, the kid was saying, this isn't shitty. They could be shitty in other classes, but this is going to be a fun lab. It's not a worksheet, Miss Genta. It's a worksheet. Thank you so much. It's funny because... The reality is, is as teachers, we know, we know the difference of whether you're handing out a worksheet or a worksheet. There's a difference. Worksheets are things to keep kids busy. Worksheets are something that you probably Googled last minute on a Sunday night because you're like, I needed this. Worksheets are what teachers give kids when we are like, God, I just got to make it through. And I'm not going to lie. Has there been a point in my career where I've given out a quote worksheet? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. But maybe that is a learning lesson from this episode. Before we ever hand out a sheet of paper, a sheet of paper to students, should we ask ourselves, is this a worksheet or is this a worksheet? You know, it happens. And now probably what I have done is I've created trauma and drama around the word worksheet because you are going to be so nervous to call it a worksheet moving forward because you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't accidentally say shit. But kudos to that kid. That kid um, is probably in his 20s now. That kid was like, don't worry, Miss Jenta, because in most classes, these really are that bad. They are worksheets. Did I, did I punish the kid? For saying, it's okay, Miss Genta, it's not a work shit. I did not. No, because I was like 24 or 25 at the time. And I do remember going down to my principal's office and telling him the story. Like, I felt like I needed to report that to the administration. So in the event that a parent called in and was pissed that I said shit in class, that at least the principal knew about it. I was just trying to be proactive about my potty mouth that was accidental. And I knew it was going to be okay because my principal turned very, very red. Not because he was mad, because he couldn't control his breathing. And he was literally like gasping for air because he was laughing so hard. Thank you for your support, Jeremy Smith. I freaking love your stinking guts. You are a great principal. So nonetheless, 
Maybe you can relate to that. Um, I've got another one that maybe you can relate to. This one uh, definitely taught me a tough, valuable lesson. So this was um, a number of years after the work shit debacle, but uh, an eighth grade girl uh, came down to my classroom during her lunch hour. It was her lunch hour. It was uh, my planning period. And I'll give kudos to the kid because the kid had even gotten a pass to come down. It wasn't like they were escaping the corn dogs and they were escaping the tater tots. This kid had gotten a pass from the lunchroom supervisor to come and say hi to me. This was a previous student. So it's an eighth grade girl that I had had as a seventh grader. And she came down because she just wanted to catch up and say hello. I love that. Look at you. You're not skipping classes. You're not in my hallway when you shouldn't be. You proactively came up with a way to come and talk to me and you even got a pass. So obviously I am inviting you into my classroom. But here's the hard part is this is my planning period. And we know as teachers, Lord, we need our plan periods. Every minute matters. We are planning. We are grading. We are answering emails. We are making copies. We are calling home. We are doing all of the things during the plan period. So I definitely wanted to give this kid the time and the attention that she deserved because I really did want to catch up. I wanted to know what was going on in her life. But at the same time, I'm like, dang, I really need to finish this assessment. I think that's what I was doing because I was typing. And so I was either answering emails or I was working on some sort of assessment for my science class. So she's talking with me and I even told her, I said, babe, I need you to know like in advance, I am going to kind of multitask here. And she's like, oh my gosh, for sure, Miss Chanta. It's totally okay. Like I get it. It's your plan period. So like we had this mutual agreement that I was going to multitask, but I was listening. I was engaged and I was glad to see her face. So I'm like typing, you know, like this is me typing, like type, 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 type. Can you hear that? Like here I am typing and I'm like giving her like nonverbal affirmations every once in a while. I'm making eye contact with her and I'm like, oh my gosh, for sure. Oh, that's funny. Oh, tell me more about that. So I'm doing all of the things while typing this test. Okay. And then at one point in time, I remember her telling just a jarring change of events in this story. It was like, whoa, where did that come from? Whoa, didn't see that curveball. And I remember stopping typing. And I was still staring at my computer screen. But I remember stopping and literally saying out loud, what in the hell are you talking about? Oh my God. That, that happened. And I remember her face erupted into laughter and I felt like I was gonna throw up everywhere I had just said to a student what in the hell are you talking about so did that happen yes it did did I feel absolutely terrible yes the student looked at me and she said Miss Genta it's totally okay you don't think I've ever heard the word hell before and I'm like I know you've heard it, but that's, that is not, that is not what I meant to say. And she's like, it's okay. The story did take a twist. 
And I'm like, I know, but quite frankly, that was very unprofessional of me. And she's like, Miss Shanta, seriously, it is totally okay. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I really was listening. And she's like, I know you were listening. She said that was like the most authentic reaction that you could have possibly given. And I'm like, I am mortified right now. I cannot believe this. Like, I am so, so sorry. And she's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I know depending on what grade level you teach and also, honestly, what geographic region you teach in, the word hell is not a cuss word, right? Like in a high school setting, you might be thinking like, that's, that is mild. That's no big deal. You um, as a teacher might say hell in front of your students. I don't cuss at all in front of students. This is kind of interesting because uh, recently I posted on TikTok and a student whispered to me like, Miss Shenta, I'm feeling pissed. Like they said pissed to me and that completely caught me off guard. And so I was really calm with the kid because they were managing their emotions well. They said like, Miss Jenta, I'm pissed. So I posted this video of like, what would you have done in that situation? And I kind of explained what I did. And I had so many teachers say like, I guess I don't understand what went wrong. Like pissed is not a bad word. Pissed is an emotion. And I was actually genuinely surprised by the number of teachers who were saying pissed is not a bad word since when is pissed a bad word. And so that kind of struck me as, oh, wow, okay. Are teachers saying that to kids? I'm not judging you because I don't know your context. I don't know the culture of your school. I'm personally not cussing in front of kids. So when I said to a kid, what in the hell are you talking about? I was fully freaking out. And I was so apologetic. And at the end of the day, do you know what I learned? Very, very important lesson. And honestly, this is just like relationship building 101. If you don't have the time to dedicate like true one-on-one conversation, don't take the time. Like if I was that, uh, like, I I don't want to say obsessed, like, but if I was that stressed and that pressed to finish the test, I should have said to the student, it was so good seeing you. Here's some old man candy, you know, shoot me an email next time and I'll make sure that I have blocked my calendar to have a five minute conversation with you. That's what I should have done right now. Me in my upper thirties, I've taught for 15 years. Like that is what I would have done at this point. But here I am at a, a naive 20 year old trying to like just get shit done and multitask. And I end up saying, what in the hell are you talking about? What, what a mistake. So the reality is, is relationships are important. Rooted relationships are important if you don't have the time and the attention to give to that conversation, save it. Make a rain check. Um, so have I ever done that again? No, that was that was a moment. Um, and the kid was like, it's seriously no big deal. Um, that one I didn't even tell my administrator about because I guess here's the thing. Uh, I Can we... Can we kind of like argue our way out of a lot of cuss words? If pissed is just an emotion, is hell like a place? Is that, I think a lot of my students try to justify that. They're like, hell's not a bad word. It's just a place. Um, And then I just feel like that becomes controversial because then it's like heaven and hell and it's this whole big thing. So you know what? How about we just don't say hell at school? How about as a teacher, you don't say that. And how about as a teacher, we do our best to prioritize relationships and one-on-one conversations. 
we're gonna be honest um sharing these things has been vulnerable it's been transparent and I want to thank Percy for sharing his cat shit story but as I have told you about my work shit story and what the hell are you talking about it does make me feel like a bad teacher it does make me feel like oh my god um but I think this is real life I am sure that you have probably accidentally said something that you didn't mean. And I and I think that's probably the really important part of this is like our intentions, our hearts and our heads. Like Percy wasn't trying to scream cat shit. I didn't mean to say work shit. Truly, subconsciously, the what the hell statement wasn't what I would have ever said had I been fully focused and engaged in that conversation. So here's here's the takeaways. One. It's okay to laugh at yourself. Two, if you have made a mistake and you've misspoken, that's just you being a human. Now, obviously, I want to give this disclaimer. I am never condoning. I am never promoting cussing in the classroom. And I'm certainly never promoting or condoning saying something inappropriate to a student. Um, I think that's there's a lot of weird stuff happening on social media right now and like it's these teachers on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook and they will say you know they're sitting in their car normally and they're saying like I got fired today and here's what I said and I hear what they said and I'm like yeah I bet you did get fired because I think there is just a filter that is required for us. I think professionalism has to exist. And I'm not talking about professionalism with jeans. Like, denim does not determine how good of a teacher you are. Denim does not determine how professional you are. But I think that there has to be a filter. I think there has to be this fine line between we are building relationships with kids and you are crossing a line and like you didn't need to have that conversation. You didn't need to say that. You did not need to open up in that way. And so I just feel like man there's so many complicated situations in education right now which is exactly why I wanted to record this podcast. Teaching and education can get so dang serious. But sometimes we just have to laugh. We have to laugh at our mistakes and we have to grow from them. So how am I growing from them? Well, I avoid the word worksheet now. Uh, I also make sure that I'm having dedicated time for one-on-one conversations with students. I'm guessing that Percy was very aware of how he said catch it when moving forward and playing that game again in the future. So here's what's up, friends. I want to thank you for being a part of this crazy, humorous, heartfelt, hard at times profession. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you are looking for some humorous, heartfelt, hella fun ideas for your classroom, or maybe you're looking for a last minute holiday gift, I will say that I'm going to include a link in the show notes 
to some books that I have written over the past 15 years of being a teacher that are full of ideas and strategies and stories and solutions and lessons that you can engage kids in a heartfelt, engaging, super fun and motivational way. Those books are available at monicagentive.com forward slash books. Again, I'm going to put a direct link to that in the show notes, but I just know at this point, some of us are panicking because the holidays are right around the corner and you're like, gosh, I want to get something for my kids' teachers. Gosh, I want to get something for my teacher BFF. Gosh, I want to get something that I can literally pay and give it to my spouse or significant other and say, you don't know what to get me? I charge this for the credit card. You can wrap this up and I'll act surprised. Those are all great ways to give and receive gifts. So check out these heartfelt, humorous books on topics like student engagement, student motivation, relationship building, social and emotional learning, and how we cannot burn out on this crazy, chaotic, but also super, super fun profession. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. And most importantly, I want to thank you for living this teacher life.